Hi, this is Jackson Bird, and you're listening to the podcast version of First Draft Theater. If you'd like to read this instead, simply visit firstdrafttheater.substack.com. Or if you are already subscribed and listening from inside the email, just keep scrolling down. (laughs) In just a moment, it will be the same exact text down there as is coming out of my mouth. And if you want to watch me saying all of this, you can do that over on my YouTube channel, Jack Is Not a Bird. YouTube.com slash Jack Is Not a Bird. I'm trying on a thing where this newsletter will always be blasted out via text, audio, and video. We'll see how it works. Depending on when you're listening to this, the YouTube version might not quite be up yet. To introduce this new project to my longtime YouTube subscribers, I wrote and shot quite a long preamble, so I might still be editing that when you are listening to this. But going forward, you are free to enjoy First Draft Theater via text in your email or on Substack's app or website, via audio inside your email, the Substack app, or wherever you get your normal podcasts, and via video on YouTube, where thanks to a new feature, you can also just listen to that video via a new podcast integration with YouTube Music. So many ways to consume this content, which today is really just another introduction. I'll start diving into non-meta topics in the next installment. And as always, I will include some other miscellaneous recommendations after this main segment and end with some updates on other projects I've been working on. Links to everything I mention can be found in the show notes and at firstdrafttheater.substack.com. So that's what to expect and how to read, listen, watch, and or subscribe. Let us now dive in to the actual topic at hand. Monday, March 13th, 2023, I explain why First Draft Theater. First Draft Theater isn't as snappy or as clever a title for my newsletter as I hoped to come up with, and it in no way aligns with my Jack is not a bird social media brand. Yet, when I shared the idea with my friends, they all immediately said it was the perfect fit for someone whose life revolves around constantly churning out original works that I perform online and on stage. I hadn't even realized the writing and performing connection until they pointed it out to me. First Draft Theater was just a trio of words that popped into my head one day when I was thinking about my slapdash writing process on the Cool Stuff Ride Home podcast. While I almost always at least skimmed over what I had written before recording each day, it was a rare, not rushed day when I got to really go back and edit the text of any segments into what could, by its barest definition, be called a second draft before recording. That's the nature of so much of my work, however. Over the years, I've spent more and more time researching and editing the scripts of YouTube videos before posting them, but the final product is often still more off-the-cuff and of-the-moment than other forms of media. Nowadays, I'm also part of a theater company that writes and performs 30 short plays in just one hour. Plays which largely change from week to week, so that means we are constantly writing new plays and often performing them just three days after first coming up with the idea. Slow-cooked edits aren't something I even got the luxury of when I wrote my book. 
I signed the contract for my book deal at the start of January 2019, was given about 14 weeks to hand in the manuscript, and the book was on shelves by mid-September. For someone accustomed to social media and online video, that actually felt like an enormous amount of time to get to sit with one solitary project. Although I equally wished for many more months to research, revise, and solicit feedback from peers and experts. So, First Draft Theater is what I privately called the Cool Stuff Ride Home in my notes as a way of reminding myself that what I was writing didn't have to be perfect. It was a daily podcast, touching on multiple different topics every day. Especially without a team of researchers behind it, there was no way for it to be perfect. And that was okay. I still tried my best. And in relinquishing myself from the mandate of perfection, I allowed myself to explore so many topics I wouldn't have previously felt confident enough diving into. Did I do them all justice? Almost certainly not. But it was a start. Inherent in first draft is that there may be subsequent drafts in the future, and this is very much intentional. Through my tenure at The Cool Stuff Ride Home, I stumbled on quite a few interesting stories or insights that inspired me to start working on larger projects. Some of them turned into plays that were performed in The Infinite Wrench. Some have turned into ideas for novels that I've been continuing to research and outline. Some may one day become YouTube videos or standalone podcast series. I'd like to think some of what I'll cover here on First Draft Theater as much the same. As I continue to explore the wide world and share my thoughts here, you'll occasionally see a deeper interest take hold. Some of what you hear on this podcast will eventually morph into bigger, more independent creations, and you'll be able to say that you saw it in its roughest, most primordial form. Maybe even that you helped it become what it eventually did, because you were here, giving me a place to experiment, and providing feedback and pointers where you could. Not that you're obliged to, of course, you know, maybe you're just here to get updates on what I've been up to since I've grown so quiet on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube these days. Maybe you'll just pop in when I cover a topic that particularly interests you and ignore the rest. And maybe, as time goes on, I'll switch things up a bit in response to your feedback or on my own whims. Like each individual episode will be, this podcast itself is kind of a living first draft. I'm throwing things at the wall to see what sticks. I'm learning as I go, as I have done for most of my professional life. Learning as I go with the public watching, my failures on display. That's the theater part of it all. Though I suppose I should admit that first draft is a bit of a misnomer. My real first drafts are all written out of order and filled with mid-sentence brackets reminding myself to come up with a better adjective or fact-check some claim. Anything I put out there publicly, I have probably outlined, done a little research on, and at least read back for typos. Not that I usually catch them all. So maybe they aren't really first drafts. But I think in the larger context of media, they are. You know, I don't have an outside editor, no peer review committee. I'm not going to spend months rewriting this. I will hit publish and move on to the next thing. And 
Okay, yes, I could write a whole other episode about the ills of social media being entirely made up of first drafts, of people's unedited immediate thoughts. You know, I do wish we all spent a lot more time reflecting, as opposed to being stuck in the centrifugal force of a broken-down carousel ride that never pauses, only speeds up while we sit glued to the twin horses of broadcasting and consuming. So maybe that's why I needed you to know that this newsletter, the old podcast, my YouTube videos, none of it is really a first draft. Not entirely. Could it use an edit? Absolutely. Will I cringe when I watch or listen back in the future? You bet. Might it grow into something larger and better? Sometimes. But did I just spit out the first things that came to me and hit publish without a second thought? No. Maybe that's another aspect to the theater part of the name. A little behind-the-curtain magic to help even the most hasty and most honest pieces pack a punch. So come along to the First Draft Theater. I know just enough more than you to act as your guide, but it's really anyone's guess what's to come. And now for a few rogue recommendations. Links to all of these are in the show notes and at firstdrafttheater.substack.com. First, a book recommendation. So I just read Please Report Your Bug Here, the debut novel from Josh Rydell, who was the very first employee at Instagram. It is both a meditation on our relationship with social media and an adventure through the multiverse. If you liked Hank Green's sci-fi duology, you'll probably like this. Next, a story I've been casually following for a few years which I honestly expected to go the other way. The FDA has officially issued guidance saying that plant-based beverages are allowed to call themselves milk, saying drinks like oat and almond milk, quote, don't pretend to be from dairy animals and that U.S. consumers aren't confused by the difference, end quote. This one is an oldie but a goodie, a video of David Bowie impersonating Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Lou Reed, and more during a 1985 studio session, as posted shortly after Bowie's death in 2016 by the engineer who was in the studio that day recording the session. And finally, Will Donald's interactive visualization of which generations have been represented in the U.S. Senate from 1949 to today. So it's a block for each senator, color-coded by their generation. Lots of fun data visualization to explore on this site. The biggest takeaway, the average age of a senator has increased by about a decade, and boomers currently make up a larger portion of the Senate than any generation has since 1949. I would love to see this for the House of Representatives so that we could see a tiny square for Gen Z. Shout out to Representative Maxwell Frost. And now, a quick roundup on some of the things that I've been working on. 
Last month, I guest-hosted an episode of the podcast Harry Potter and the Sacred Text with Matt Potts on the theme of vulnerability in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I'm also helping run a retreat-style summer camp with the podcast-slash-pilgrimage company behind Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. If you want to hang out with a bunch of thoughtful, podcasty people in the Catskills this June, you can learn more and register at notsorryworks.com. Link is in the show notes. And if you're wondering, how can I possibly do anything related to Harry Potter in light of the franchise's CTO, that is, Chief Turf Officer's, inability to shut up about how us trans people are ruining the world, I'm gonna be honest. Occasionally appearing on Harry Potter and the Sacred Text to critically analyze the books is about as much as I can stomach anymore. But I will additionally link to a page compiling everything I've ever said publicly about the situation, including my New York Times op-ed and a BBC Radio 4 interview. Now finally, do you live in New York City? Will you be around these parts this spring? I'll be performing with the New York Neo-Futurists in The Infinite Wrench, Friday and Saturday nights from April 28th to May 20th. At least, and again in June and throughout the rest of the year, you can check our Instagram for week-by-week casting updates and watch this space for more. We perform 30 short plays in 60 minutes, all original works written by us and changing from week to week. Link for more info and to buy tickets is with all of the other links. And that's it for today. Make sure to subscribe on Substack or wherever you get your podcasts for future installments. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time.